I want to make big fights happen. I want to take on a, a, a challenge. I want to take on Anderson Silva, who, who was my idol growing up um, and who is one of the greatest combat strikers in, in the history of all of combat sports. On top of that, the professional boxers wouldn't get into the ring with me. Hey now, what is up? What's cracking? Welcome back to the Jim Rome Podcast, where I've got a really unique conversation for episode 239. In fact, one that I am really eager to push out and one that I'm eager for you to listen to. My guest today, social media sensation turned boxer, Jake Paul. Now, if you don't know anything about Jake, know this. The dude has a social media following in the millions. He got his start on an app that no longer even exists before moving his massive audience over to YouTube, where he currently has over 20 million subscribers and has racked up over 7 billion video views. That in and of itself is pretty mind-blowing, especially when you realize that social media is not, in fact, his true passion. His true passion is the fight game, and you're about to hear exactly how and why that came to be. So let's get right to it. It's episode 239 of the Jim Rome Podcast with Jake Paul, and it's coming at you right now. So, Jake, you and I have never spoken before, so let me say good to have you on the pod. How you doing, dude? How are things? I'm doing really good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this fight. I'm, I'm just getting amped up watching different war movies and, and sports documentaries leading up to this fight to get to get me amped up. Uh, but this is the fun part, man. I'm, I'm really excited for the biggest fight of my life. I'll tell you what, I like that. Like, So what war movies and what docs have you been, have you been watching in preparation for this? Um, so I, I just watched the redeem team. Uh, that was great. Such a, so, so inspiring. And then my favorite one that I, that I watch is called the Alpinist. Um, it's this kid, Mark Andre Leclerc, uh, who is the craziest climber ever. And, uh, he just has the craziest mindset towards what he does. And he, he has no fear. Um, and he's just such like a, a bubbly kid who lives in the present moment, which I think is one of the biggest major keys uh, to being a uh, athlete is living in the present moment by the way dude i think you hit on a number of really key things right there number one you're right you want to be where your feet are you have to be where your feet are that's a key thing go back to the redeem team i saw the same document in fact i talked to coach k on my daily radio program about that i'm with you i took a lot out of that what was your biggest takeaway from watching the redeem team well dude yeah speaking of coach k like guys amazing um, and, and I think the biggest takeaway was like remembering your why, right? I think the USA team lost sense of like what they were there for. And, you know, they were just like, oh, it's the, Olymp- the Olympics. No, like you're, you're representing your country and people who have died so that we could have, you know, our freedom um, and really putting that in perspective and, and bringing the, the competition to the surface level because every day in practice when you know it, it things become monotonous and so sometimes you forget the the reason you're there um and it was just a really good reminder and to, to, for me to self-reflect on like why it is that i'm doing all of this and sacrificing my entire life uh to the sport of boxing Hey, Jake, talk to me. Like, so then lay that out. What is your why? Since you thought about that and that gave you kind of time to, to sit back and reflect, like, I got to know why I'm doing this. What exactly is your why? Why are you in boxing? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big answer. Um, but it, it, I guess it starts off with, I, I need boxing. I, I need, um, this it's in my blood and it's in my DNA and it's, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense how like Disney kid turned into professional boxer, but, um, it makes every cell in my body feel alive. And for me, it's meditation. You know, I have, I have ADHD and hyperactive brain, um, all types of weird shit like that. I can't turn my mind off. However, for two hours a day, uh, when I'm in the boxing gym, I have one focus, um, and it is, it's therapy for me. Um, and then beyond, you know, my own personal reasons of, of loving the discipline and all of that, um, I think what I'm doing here is going to be its own sports documentary one day. And I was sitting there like, and, and even my, my girlfriend was like, we were watching it. She goes, I can't wait to watch yours one day. And the story that I'm creating about literally anything being possible, um, you know, critics, hundreds of critics telling me I could never box, telling me I wouldn't do this, telling me I'm not a professional, telling me I would lose to Nate Robinson, to lose to Ben Askren, lose to Tyron Woodley, lose to Anderson Silva. Um, and to continue to prove these people wrong and inspire you know, the next generation and millions of, of young boxers who never really were interested in, in boxing and to get them into a sport that changed my life and uh, made me into a better person. I want to share this sport with, with the rest of the world. Um, and no boxer in the history of the sport has had this much attention on them uh, five fights in. Um, and so who knows where this platform can go and who knows where uh this story can go all right so dude there is so much really good stuff in that to unpack i want to ask you this like i've done this a long long time and i've seen this generally when you tell an athlete or any high achiever or anybody at all in this world and you know this already i think even as a young person if they can't do something they're either a going to say you're right, I can't, and just kind of look for a place to lie down and take a nap, or B, they're going to say, fuck you, and then they're going to do everything they possibly can to prove you wrong. I'm curious, in terms of your mindset, when the entire world is saying to you, you're not that, you can't do that, you've got no business doing that, what kept you going, and where did the belief in yourself come from that you could, in fact, prove the world wrong? Yeah, I think it uh, it's fuel for me, man, and and... It, it excites me that that challenge. Um, I don't know what, what it really comes from. Maybe, maybe it, it, it was the way I was raised. Um, but just being hyper competitive, I, I guess is, is what it really is. Um, and maybe it's even too like a, a personal, a, a personal belief of like finding out what I'm capable of. Um, and to me, it's just like fun to prove people wrong. Like I get so much satisfaction out of it and <laughs> it, it, it's so weird, man. It's like, it's really easy to be the person that says someone can't do something. Um, and it's much, it's much harder to be on the, the other end of that. And I think that satisfaction of, of the hard work and the dedication and coming out on the other side 
um, is one of the most rewarding feelings that you can have in the world. And so I think I'm addicted actually to, to proving people wrong and, and the satisfaction of, of uh, doing things that people think I can't. Hey now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out? rough beef in a bag nobody it's like eating a shoe old trapper though is the real deal and it comes in four amazing flavors old-fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness teriyaki peppered and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch so next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime anywhere grab some old trapper beef jerky look for old trapper in the clearview bag that way you can see exactly what you're buying look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it clones ask for it by name because no other jerky compares old trapper what is your beef you know, everything good is on the other side of hard. I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of shows. And I ask this question frequently. And, I, you know, I, I keep asking because I'm really curious. In fact, I'm obsessed with it. And I don't always get the same answer. But I get a similar answer to what you just said. Like, I'm really curious. The way you are, how much of that do you think is the way you came up? And how much of that is just the way you're built and the way you're hardwired? Yeah, I, get, I think it's both. Uh, for sure. And it's a balance. Um, however, I did have a really, really strict uh, dad who taught me to work hard and, and to taught me to, you know, the, the value of a dollar and, and, and showed me, um, you know, the real world. And things weren't easy for us growing up. And I, I would work doing hard labor, um, anything from cleaning out gutters, landscaping, mulching, building houses, cleaning out hoarders, houses, um, basically working for free just to, just to help my dad, uh, pay the bills. And, um, it, it was weird, man. At some point, like if I wasn't working hard, I, I just like, didn't feel like myself. And so, I think there is such a thing as being a workaholic and being addicted to working and and like, you know, at the end of a long day, being able to kick your feet up and be like, wow, I accomplished so much today. And that just routinely uh, became a part of who I was and like that discipline. And so I haven't been able to shake it ever since, you know, even when I'm on vacation, I, I like don't have fun or, or like I, I have fun, but I'm not like, it's weird. Like I, I, I don't feel whole. Um, a part of me feels like I always need to be doing something. Um, um, and so th that was part of, part of the way I was raised. Um, but then I think in a bigger sense, something is hardwired into our souls and into our DNA of like purpose. And um, I believe there are chosen individuals who are put into this earth or, or birthed into the world um, that 
are here to inspire and to make change and to, to change the world for the better. Um, and I believe my soul is, is one of those. Um, and I believe I was like chosen, you know, from, from my past lives, uh, you know, to, to come into this life and to, to make a difference. And I think the greatest people on earth are the oldest souls that have lived uh, many lives and they're here to save the world. All right. So that, that's a really deep response, even deeper. I, I had a follow-up question that I was going to ask you because you said when I go on vacation and also I would say for lots of high achievers, dude, I'm considerably older than you, but when I was your age, I never wanted to take a vacation. I didn't feel like I needed a vacation. I was concerned that somebody would go past me. If I took a vacation, I had to will myself to take vacations. And as I got a little bit older, I started to learn the notion of rest and recovery. I also learned the notion, Jake, of when going on vacation, then you tend to reward yourself and you party too hard, and then you don't get your rest and recovery, and that defeats the purpose. But that's a whole different thing. The thing you just said, though, that there's some people put on this earth to be an inspiration to others and that you've learned this from past lives. Do you feel like, and not to get too deep, but do you feel like you've lived past lives, other lives? And if so, what were you in those other lives? Yeah, 100% I have. Uh, and uh, I, I, I can't, you know, put my, put my finger on exactly what I was in those past lives. I've got to see like a glimpse of it um through uh just like deep spiritual practices um and and in one of them i definitely was a, a warrior um for sure uh i i've like been jolted back to being a, a warrior like and had visions uh, a many of times um which, which like sounds crazy for someone like who maybe is listening to this and like doesn't meditate or doesn't uh, it has never done shrooms or ayahuasca or toad or any of those, those things. Um, they might be like, Oh, what the fuck is this kid talking about? Oh, he he's high. But like that shit is real. Um, and our, our, our souls, there's a reason, you know, that, you know, the day you're born and zodiacs affect how you are as a person that there's a reason that the moon's energy changes the tide of the whole entire goddamn ocean every single day. Um, there's a reason, you know, we are light beings. We came from light. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have to get too crazy into it, but like, um, that stuff to me is very real and I'm a huge, huge, uh, believer in, in energy and, uh, and, and souls and soulmates. And, um, you know, like, even if you, even if you really get into it, like where you, each individual came from, like there's different star belts out there. Um, and, and certain people from different star belts act a certain way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird and interesting, man. But like, I believe that, you know, I was put on this earth to do exactly what I'm doing. And I, and that every single thing that I went through, every single lesson, every single mistake, failure up and down, um, ha has made me an individual that was, uh, put here to, to have a, have a crazy, crazy life and, and the unique life that inspires so many people. 
Attention small business owners with 5 to 500 employees. Have you heard of the employee retention credit? You may have overpaid on your payroll taxes. To find out if you qualify, call Omega Accounting Solutions right now. A trusted advocate for small businesses since 2007, Omega has mastered the ERC process to help small business owners recoup paid payroll taxes during the pandemic. To date, Omega has recovered over $400 million in ERC cash for small businesses that were disrupted or shut down during the COVID-19 pandemic. That is up to 26000 per employee and only 10 minutes of your time to see whether or not you qualify. The time to take advantage of this exclusive tax credit is now before the IRS filing window closes or the funds run out. Trust in Omega, a passionate team of seasoned accountants who are on a mission to help you get back the money that you need and deserve. For a free ERC evaluation or if you have any questions about the process, chat with an Omega. Omega expert today by calling 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com for more information. Hey, so notice what you're not hearing from me. You're not hearing from me. I'm not the old head going, the fuck you talking about, stoner? I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really open-minded to all of this. I had a conversation, Jake, last week with Jake Plummer who is in this business. He actually sent me some mushroom bars and was talking to me about what it's done for him mentally and physically and spiritually and emotionally, like really quickly and not to get too far out. And and by the way, I, I called you or you Zoomed me. I really do. I'm fascinated by the fight. We're going to get to the fight before I let you go. But I keep following you because... As you as you're a young person, and I know you want to get into this game too, the media game. So watch the old head. I'm just kind of following you around and responding to what you're saying because I'm listening to what you're saying. Like really, just on a superficial level, when you talk about mushrooms or any of the hallucinogenics, are we talking about microdosing or are we talking about like serious trips and dealing with trauma and things that have happened? Like how have you approached that? Yeah, no, we're talking about serious trips, like. Uh, super deep experiences, you know, where, you know, I'm, I'm alone <laughs> by myself. Uh, tripping dude, balls dude, dude, really quickly. I'm starting to interrupt. Like with a guide or by yourself? Um, with shrooms, I, I do it by myself. Um, however, I've done ayahuasca, uh, you know, multiple times. And that is with a shaman and, and a group of other people and um, experienced individuals guiding you through that. I've done uh, toad, which is like five MEO DMT. And that is with, uh, shamans as well, like protecting. So those are more serious toad and ayahuasca are a lot more serious. Um, but shrooms, uh, I've, I've done recreationally. Uh, so yeah. So really quickly, how much of that is about developing as an individual and does it help you as an athlete? Is any of that about what you're doing athletically and as a warrior gladiator? Yeah. So a lot of it is like you said, to heal traumas and to become the best version of yourself and to take a look in the mirror. You know, that's what a lot of these things do. They, they put that mirror up in front of you and they don't let you look away from it. And you have to look at the things you don't like about yourself. Maybe you didn't even realize you don't like them, those things about yourself. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's like work, man. You know, you, you come out of it with, 
30, 40, 50 things and thoughts that you write down and you have to work on changing yourself to, to become better. And, and, uh, in, in all aspects of your life, it's, it's helped me. And, and then there is the other side of it where it's like the creativity and the amazing inspirational ideas. And, um, it's almost like a life reset, uh, you know, every single time you go and do these things. And, um, it is a tool, man, it is the most powerful tool in the world. And, um, the most important tool in the world, I think, for our generation. I, I, I've said it, man, if everyone did ayahuasca once a year, we would just all understand each other and, and our world would um, be in a much better place. Um, but then there is the, the warrior gladiator side of it and getting in touch with my deepest thoughts, my deepest fears, my uh, you know, and then manifesting uh, like higher energy and beings around me to support me through these fights um, and support me through these tough moments and to ask the, the universe for answers and knowledge um, when I when I feel like I need it um, and visualizing, you know, winning and, and knocking these people out and what it takes to get to there. Jake, so I'm going to ask you something. I, I've got a podcast called The Reinvention Project because I'm a 50-something-year-old guy who's in the Radio Hall of Fame that does not want to fade or age out. Like, I'm looking to be the best version of myself, but I'm looking for that great reset. I'm looking for that great reinvention. And like you, I'm searching. this, And I, I'm not sure that I've asked this of somebody your age, but what you're saying is really interesting, and I think we're kind of getting at the same thing. We want to be the best version of ourselves. We want to address those things that need to be addressed. What what would you say to somebody in their 50s who has had success, who's had things go their way, but who still wants to stay in that battle and wants to reinvent? I'm literally asking you, what advice would you give to me? Yeah, I would, uh, man, I would say hang. I, I guess it depends on like which way you want to reinvent yourself. But I would say uh, hang around people who are 20 years old and, you know, be of that culture and and uh pick up like what new things are going on in the world but i also think yeah like becoming the best version of yourself is shedding a new skin and so sometimes you could be stuck in old routines that feel so right to you that just aren't what the new stuff is or what the new thing is um and so i think yeah the psychedelics and, and these medicines help people shed that new skin um, and to see uh, a, a new light and to maybe even, you know, a lot of the times um, you might think you're doing all the right things in your life. But for me, like shrooms has uh, made me realize like, oh, wow, I don't even actually like doing that. Like, why am I doing that? I'm going to stop doing that. Um, and even just stopping doing something might open up another door to, to a different, to a different opportunity or a different version of yourself. Hey dude, I, I swear to you, I'm going to ask you about Anderson Silva next. So I've got a quick question for you. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Dove men plus care dry spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. I said it, 48 hours. It's incredible. And on top of that, 
Dove Men Dry Spray feels light, and it's clean on your skin, and it's quick, and it's easy to use, especially when you are on the go. And Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin. You know you got to have that. You have to moisturize. It leaves your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect your skin as well. Truly, take advantage of that. You've got to moisturize. Try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. Really quickly, <laughs> what was something? What was something that you thought you liked doing, but realized you really didn't and stopped and were better for it? Um, for for me, um, that was uh, YouTube, <laughs> and w- which like sounds crazy, but like it wasn't what I was truly passionate about or truly good at. And so it was like such a deeply integrated part of my life and something that I did every single day for 800 days straight. And so it seemed crazy to be like, wait, I don't want to do YouTube anymore. I don't like this at all. Um, But that me, me stopping YouTube consciously making that decision um, to completely leave it behind, not knowing what was next uh, that led to boxing, um, w- which is where I've like truly found my my passion and, and my love and um, what I feel like I was put on the earth to do. And so sometimes you have to stop doing something, not knowing what's going to come next and, and being in that uncomfortable territory to to be able to find uh, your purpose. And, and for me, it happened, you know, in the course of a year. I'm not saying that's that easy uh, for, for some people, but um, that that might be the answer is to just stop, take a step back and and let uh, life happen for you. Some fucking reinvention right there. All right. So listen, really quickly then, or not really quickly, but Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, this guy, this is an all time great. Why is this the fight that you wanted? Why Anderson Silva? Yeah, I think, um, Everyone thinks, not everyone, but most people think he is going to beat me. Uh, And I think a lot of people think he's going to beat me easily. Um, And because of that, this is a big fight. And I feel like this is my first really big fight. He's another name that brings hundreds of thousands of pay-per-view buys, whereas all my other opponents, it's really just been sold on on me pretty much. Um, And, I want to make big fights happen. I want to take on a, a, a challenge. I want to take on um, Anderson Silva, who, who was my idol growing up um, and who is one of the greatest combat strikers in, in the history of all of combat sports. Um, and on top of that, the professional boxers wouldn't get into the ring with me. So, like Jake, for instance, is winning, I mean, shit, if you beat Anderson Silva, that's something, but is winning enough or do you feel like you need to win a certain way for business? Um, no, for me, I, I want to knock him out, and, and I personally feel like I need to knock him out uh, to silence people. Uh, if I just scathe by and, you know, win by a decision, people will be like, oh, man, huh. He, he barely beat him and they'll make up all this stuff like they did when I got a decision against Tyron Woodley. They're like, well, Tyron really won. Like, no, no, he didn't. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I personally 
need to knock him out for my own satisfaction. You feel like in a way that you're not just fighting Anderson Silva, but you're fighting also the entire MMA community? For sure, for sure. There, there's definitely this ongoing back and forth between uh, myself and the MMA community. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, the hate comes from and that where they want to see me lose and, um, and shut me up. Cause I talk so much shit to them. So uh, it, it is definitely me versus the MMA community for this fight, especially because Anderson is the goat of MMA, right? So they all want him to win. You know, and then you got Jake, you got Floyd Mayweather weighing in. And, you know, Floyd's take. Floyd has said, quote, yeah, Jake will be fine as long as he continues to fight, quote, over the hill MMA guys. That's not my quote. That's Floyd's quote. What's your response to that quote? And at 47, is Anderson Silva over the hill? Um, my, my response to that is like, okay, Floyd, like, let's let's get in the ring. You know, if, if, if you're basically insinuating that, uh, I'm going to lose to a boxer more than why not it be you um, let, let's make that matchup happen. But I don't think Floyd will do that. I think Floyd knows I would beat him. I, I know he knows that I would beat him and uh, Anderson Silva just beat former world champion uh, Julio Cesar Chavez jr. In a boxing match. Uh, he's never retired and he has the reach advantage against me. He has the height against me. He has the experience against me. Um, and so it's easy for people like Floyd to say and focus on his age. Uh, but this guy, you know, is lethal and has never stopped in the gym. And people like to forget that George Foreman came back and won a world championship when he was 48. People like to forget that the UFC champion a year ago was 43 years old. Um, so, he still got it, and that's all that matters. By the way, I was at that Foreman fight. I was there the night that he did that. Motherfucker had some heavy hands. And then <laughs> as far as Silva goes, I mean, that win over Chavez is not nothing. You know, that that is something. Your fight with Silva is October 29th in Glendale, Arizona. It is a Showtime pay-per-view event. You can certainly get that. Before I let you go, I'm curious. You know, when you talk about it, it's me against the entire MMA community. Dude, Shoot me straight. Are you are you training on the side? I mean, you, I know you're concerned about this fight, and you should be. Are you training at all in MMA on the side, privately? I am not. <laughs> I am not. Uh, I, I, I'm just so focused on boxing, and you know, I'm I'm behind the eight ball already in boxing. Right, I started late, and all of these people are coming for me. Uh, they want to see me lose. And so I, there's no extra time to practice any other skills or to, or to be distracted by something other than, than this sport. Smart, smart. So what is the fastest ball sport in the world? Not baseball, not tennis. In fact, it is the sport of high lie, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I, originating in the Basque region of Spain. And played professionally in the U.S., most notably in the 1980s. High Lie is making an unprecedented comeback. 
The ball reaches speeds of 150 miles per hour. The action is intense. The danger factor is high. Six-person teams of professional athletes play the sport at the Magic City Fronten in Miami, Florida. I invite you to check out all the action Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. and Friday night at 7 p.m. Go to HighLightWorld.com or download the free Highlight app in the App Store. The sport with its intensity and athleticism is well worth watching. Check out all the action at HighlightWorld.com. Matches are played similar to tennis with a player or team required to win two sets to win a match. Each set is played up to six points. It is a sport you need to check out. HighlightWorld.com. Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m. So let me finally ask you, one fight at a time, and you know this, if you start looking past Silva, you're going to get caught. You can't do that. But that said, I'm going to ask you to look past him for one second. I'm fascinated by this. Like I'm a huge Nate Diaz guy. Most people are. I love Nate. But there is beef between the two of you. How did you two come to beef? And I understand Silva is the thing, and I'm not asking you not to look at that as the thing, but if Nate were to come free of his contract, if, is that somebody that you would be interested in fighting? For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, we have the beef. He's a massive name. It would be super entertaining and it's a good fight. He's an incredible striker. He left the UFC with a bang. Um, and people have been wanting that fight for already years now. Um, and it just makes, it just makes so much sense. Uh, and, and it like, I'm a huge, uh, you know, I guess, advocate for fans and putting on great entertainment for fans. And I think that would be some of the most entertaining press conferences that the sport's ever seen. See, do you understand that, man? That's, you got to give him a show. I mean, it's got to be real. It's got to be authentic, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That would be a great, great show, a great entertainment. Last thought. So like, where do you want to go with this, Jake? Ultimately, like how long do you want to fight? Have you thought about, the ultimate off ramp onto the next thing. How far do you want to go with this? Where do you want to go with this? Yeah, I want to. I want to become the a world champion in the 175 pound weight class. Uh, just to literally say to everyone, like I did it, and ha ha ha. You said I couldn't. Uh, laugh at everyone, um, and prove to you know the the world and to to the next generation of athletes that if doesn't matter if you start late. doesn't matter if you were an actor. doesn't matter um, if you were a YouTuber. doesn't matter what you were. If you set your mind to something and you believe in yourself and are a little bit sick in the head that you could accomplish anything. Um, and I think that will be a story that people will talk about. Um, for for a really long time. I I generally do not repurpose, but as good as this is for the Jim Rohn podcast, this would absolutely work as the reinvention project as well as something else that I feel really strongly about. Again, the fight's coming up on October 29th. It's in Glendale, Arizona. It is a Showtime pay-per-view event. Jake Paul, Anderson Silva. Jake, I'm glad we finally came together. Really enjoyed the conversation. Really appreciate the conversation and looking forward to the fight, man. Thank you very much. 100% man thank you thank you for having me and uh, we'll be in touch man I'll see you soon this message is sponsored by Discover 
Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover? Discover will help you remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that can sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. So if I'm being straight, I certainly was intrigued going into that conversation, but was not expecting to be blown away by that conversation. But I was. In fact, I'm all about it. Now, I know a lot of you still won't be, but I'm here to tell you I thought that was an extremely compelling conversation. And this is the reason why I have this side hustle, so I can have long-form conversations like that. If you're interested in more of the same, check out any of the 238 episodes that we already have banked, or even better, go find that subscribe button and smash it because we are pumping out a new episode every single week as we have done for the last several years. And once you are subscribed, you never have to go looking for the pod. It will find you and you don't have to do a single thing every single week. So if you could do that, that would be great. Leave a review, and in exchange, I am going to drop your voicemails on you right now. First new message. What's up, man, Smurf? This is Terry in Orchard Park near Buffalo. I'm glad I finally got your number right. It took me about an hour to dial the numbers right because I can't see the dial pad on my phone. That's due to a slight visual impairment I have called blindness. I actually had to retire from my security job recently because I kept shooting the wrong people. But now I'm planning to get a new job as an NFL referee. Don't have to see much there. All you do is throw a flag anytime Tom Brady throws an incompletion or gets sacked. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim. Jeremiah in Colorado. Thanks for the time, brother. We fucked up, Jim. We did. Broncos, the front office, everybody. Should have sold the farm for Aaron Rodgers. I just just don't know if it's going to work out. It's like a shitty relationship, you know. You try to force it, and it's just not what you thought it was, Jimmy. We didn't get our guy. The defense is banged up. Sell the team. Fuck it. I'm out. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim. Here's an MLB postseason limerick for you. Buck checked Musgrove's caps while his own offense took naps. After 101 wins, their postseason begins... Timmy Trumpet now plays taps. Go Padres. Message deleted. Next message. Romay, Justin in Melbourne. What is up with these Denver quarterbacks, man? I mean, I thought Cuddy was a legend, dude. Now Jake Plummer comes on the show. He's talking about Cheetos and Andy Griffith reruns. I mean, he's describing clones all across the world. And let's not forget about the number three quarterback, Mr. John Elway. Giddy up, horse face. I mean, we're talking three guys that have given the jungle so much to talk about. So, so much. Message saved. Next message. Jimothy, Super Incline. I'm the asshole when it comes to the zipper merge. Yes, I will fly down the open lane past all the schmucks on the right because I know somewhere down there is my bitch and they will let me in. Contrary. If I'm in the lane and I see you go flying by me, I respect the hustle, but ain't no way in hell you're getting in. You might get in behind me, might get in in front of the cars in front of me, but there will be barely room to put a loose leaf sheet of paper between my bumper and the bumper in front of me. You ain't getting in there.
Respect the hustle, but I don't play it. Message deleted. Next message. Man, smack! I'm in Tuscaloosa right now, and let me tell you, first trip here, Alabama is national champions when it comes to co-eds as well. Roll Tide! Message deleted. Next message. Jimmy, it's Jace in Grants Pass, Oregon, bud. Long time no talk. I had a freaking good news for today, and I'm uh, good to go. My uh, stroke and my physical came out good today. I'm going to get ready to go back to work, dude. So anyway, where to go with our podcast with uh, Jake Plummer? That was the shit, bud. That was awesome, dude. Keep up the good work. 26 years strong, dude. Fucking love you, bud. Take care. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim. Lance and OKC here. Got another dad joke for you. <laughs> I just ordered an egg and a chicken from Amazon, Jim. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Help! Message deleted. You have no more messages.